Tribe Called Quest. Yo. Okay, here we go. We're rolling. Rolling? And my name is Moshe Bersiker. I'm sitting here with my boy. Professor, a.k.a. Coach, a.k.a. Black Dragon, Professor Brandon H. Durham, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt. And uh, I have the honor and pleasure of having trained with Brandon on and off for the last decade and a half. And now we get to train under his new company, Core Academy Jiu-Jitsu. In Richfield, Connecticut. And I wanted to kind of ask Brandon some simple questions. And so you guys get to know him and understand why training jujitsu is so life-changing. And so why don't you answer that question? Why, how can jujitsu change your life? The answer, man, that's deep. That's a great question. It could be answered so many different ways. If I have to, if I had to answer that today at this moment, it will be different probably next week and be probably different six months and then a year. But right now, the way I feel that BJJ has just changed my life recently was giving me purpose after going through this pandemic. You know, we had an academy, we had a situation um, where our, our business was turned off because of something that we had no control of. And I went through the last several months of thinking about different things I could do in life if I had to, because I wasn't sure if people want to like do jujitsu anytime soon. Um, especially in New York, you know, New York got shut down pretty hard. And um, so jujitsu gave me a focus and a goal to reopen another academy and it gave me drive and I missed it and I didn't feel the same without training and um, you know depending on on what part of the country you live in you had different experience during this this last you know year and a half some people they, they locked themselves down and quarantined themselves others didn't yeah um, I know a bunch of people that train in different parts of the country that continue to train while this is all going on and to each his own yeah I mean all of our all of our team, all of our guys, and you know who you are, uh, we we stopped training. We, yeah. we, we took care of ourselves, Protected our families. Our families yep. We made sure that we were going to be okay so that when we were able to come back, we would come back stronger. And, and that's actually kind of exactly what happened. And it was really hard to believe that could happen during such a terrible moment in our lifetime but but we have this beautiful academy and it's located in Ridgefield Connecticut which is a really small town mm-hmm. but beautiful but, town but Brandon uh, comes to the table with uh, so much knowledge and experience and uh, and and love for the for the sport that um, you know why don't you why don't you give us like a little example of what to expect when you walk into our school. The first thing you expect, you should expect, is uh, a really positive energy. 
really positive energy, really positive people, um, a smile. I'm always watching and scanning the floor. You know, when, when uh, uh, we have classes going on, students are drilling. You know, I get in the zone. You know how I get into a zone. And, and um, I'm very attentive to, to people's level of comfortability, especially because we have new people in class that just started training in the last couple of weeks. Um, and we have some people on the mat that have been training for, for, you know, over a decade like you. Yeah. So you know the system, you know the flow. And I love to, to make sure when a new person comes in, they get matched up with someone like you that right. has an understanding of jujitsu, understanding of our system, you know, um, the, the, the mindset that we have in class. We want jujitsu to be a fun, positive, like learning experience at all times. Every time you come to class, you want to feel like you've gotten something out of it, even though so many times you come to a class, it's a new technique or a new concept or a new position or a new mechanic that you've been training with me for, you know, 13, 14 years. Yeah. And you're like, I've never seen that before. Right. Or you never explained that before. Or, you know, it's not that maybe I haven't explained it. Maybe you weren't in that class at that time. Right. Or maybe I did explain, but I explained it differently, which is why I said just a few minutes ago, jujitsu to me it today changes is going to change in a couple weeks, couple months. It depends yeah. on what experiences I have. Yeah, I mean, from from my point of view, you know, I, I know your style, and I've studied with you for a really long time, and I I I was, you know, at, at that, you know, I was at that nervous stage to go and start something new that is this challenging, but. It's amazing what happens after a few simple, consistent months in the beginning where you're just absorbing knowledge daily. And even what I'm starting to see is, is, is minor details and tweaks that I didn't have the eyes for, you know, even just a few years ago. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... it's uh, it's awesome to have this like new environment and it's great to have this mix of advanced students and people just walking in. Um, yeah, it's, it's like having a coach built in to, uh, to each class because like, we always match people up according to, I do, you know, I'm very, I'm very aware of the floor and I want everyone to learn and that's, that's, I want to go back to, 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 oops, that's the foot on the chair, guys. Um, <laughs> I want to go back to, like, how jujitsu is, is such a great thing to, to have in your life because, you know, we got this program going and we met Sensei Wolf at Legacy uh, uh, Kempo Karate in Ridgefield, where, where we're, um, we're, we're doing our program out of now. But we met him through jujitsu. Yeah, met him because of jujitsu, and you know the relationships that that, that we have um, and that we develop and that consistently grow when you train together is just amazing. Like I know my closest friends and the people that I speak to and I see the most are people in jujitsu. Yeah, and the beauty of it is that we all come from very different backgrounds, and we have very different careers and hobbies and and we become a family that's bonded through this practice um, and 
and expect to like be welcome into that family like when you walk in and you dedicate yourself to it um, and what kind of what kind of what would you say you like to focus most on in classes in jujitsu? What's important to you as an instructor that, that would, do you want students to be confident? Do you want them to be competitors? Do you want them like, how, how do you, so as a teacher myself, I try and look at the class and teach not as the group, but I like to break it down to the individual to figure out what that individual needs to grow. And what I try and get out of them is like the best that they have to offer. And a lot of times they're nervous, they're scared, it's intense, it's uncomfortable at times. It's like how do you as a teacher sort of get the best out of them in such a unique and, you know, difficult, Martial art. Martial art. Oh, martial art. Um, I don't feel. I don't feel like it's difficult to uh, to speak to people through through jujitsu. You know, it's like it's different. If you took the same group of people, let's say you have a class with twenty people in it, right? And like you said, everyone comes from different walks of life and different backgrounds, different beliefs, all that stuff. And you put those same twenty people in a social setting where they're gonna have to just communicate and interact. They would interact so much differently than they do in a jiu-jitsu class. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. They would pick and choose who they want to associate with, who they like, who they think looks like. Whatever whatever triggers people socially is totally different in the jiu-jitsu environment and in the academy, right? You have an instructor, you have a coach, you have a professor, you have a leader that if they understand how to teach and they understand people um, and, and they're, they're confident within themselves, then you have an awesome environment, an awesome mix. What you have is you have people coming in to seek knowledge. You have an instructor and a coach that, like for me, I, I just live, man. I thrive on being able to, to, to show someone what I've learned and what I know to try and help them sharpen their skills and get better. And then when you see them keep showing up, and they keep progressing and they keep getting better and they keep asking better questions and they keep growing and moving better. It's just, it's just, it's, it's so joyful that I think you guys feel that coming from me because I can't hide it. Yeah, yeah. I it, mean, oftentimes you'll lose track of time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a flaw. You no, know. no. It's, <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, uh, what, 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 um, what, made you want to start training years ago what was your what was your initial motivation which art are we talking about, we talking uh, about jiu-jitsu jiu you because you you come from you came from a, a, a long you've been doing martial arts since you were a child kung fu and i think you studied some ta uh, taekwondo, taekwondo. Yeah. um but like what may after I, I know you've done kick i know you've done muay thai i know yeah. you've done boxing i know you've done some I know, but what was it after doing all of these martial arts exposed to every, I mean, Krav Maga, I know you've studied that. So, well, Haganah. It was Haganah, Haganah. So Haganah. why, why Israeli arts? Why did you settle on focusing your entire life's career and passion on practicing Jiu-Jitsu? 
Because I saw the UFC when Hoist Gracie, <laughs> like millions of other people, so many, like the world changed from the Gracie family. You know, back in the days before the UFC, the the, the uh, Gracie's in action underground, you know, tapes were out where they yep. had the uh, the challenges in the academy, and um, you know, I've I've always been a martial art fan. So when I saw Hoist Gracie fighting in the UFC and they announced him as the skinny six foot, you know, one hundred and seventy five pound, hundred seventy whatever it was, I think hundred and seventy five yep. pounds, right? right? Um, I was like, that's me. We're the same size. <laughs> and then I, I, I'm sitting there with my, my kung fu instructor at the time, and my kung fu instructor was just bashing jujitsu, like that wouldn't work in Kung Fu because we use our chi and turn our elbow and lock our shoulder out and this and that. And, and I just, it, well, what happened was, you know, me being me, me, I said to my teacher, I was like, so why don't you go in and do it? And then I got the typical excuse of why he wouldn't go in. It wouldn't be fair to the others and blah, 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 blah. So from there, man, I just like, I didn't believe in how martial art training was as effective as a style like jiu-jitsu after seeing jiu-jitsu being tested against other martial arts styles. And all I said to myself was, I want to learn that. Where was your first class? The first class you ever took that you walked in, white belt, white gi, where was it? <laughs> it was in my own kung fu school. Right. All right, let me, you want, let me tell you the story? This is how the story goes. This is how I got introduced to Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Um, we, we had a, a Kung Fu school at the time. I was teaching Kung Fu and kickboxing. In, um, in Mount Kisco? And this is in, no, Bedford Hills. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, Bedford Hills. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bedford Hills in Westchester. Right. So uh, we used to get like these industry trade magazines. They could deliver, deliver to the school and on the front desk. And I walked in and I saw, you know, the, one of the trade magazines. And it showed uh, uh, this guy with a purple belt on around his neck with like a black belt in his taekwondo gi and Hoist Gracie standing behind him and it said like Hoist Gracie Network is now coming to the United States or something like that and um, I believe it was Jim Campbell was, uh, was, was his name uh, on, the, on the cover so I read the article and there was a phone number in it with uh, this guy Mike Hogan Hoist's manager <laughs> so I'm like I'm going to call I'm going to learn jiu-jitsu so I called and uh, Mike picks up the phone and he had like this weird like Brazilianish accent, right? And I'm talking to him and, and talking to him and I'm asking him questions about how to get the network and, and this and that and he was asking me about my background and I was telling him and, and um, I kept thinking like this guy's Brazilian. I just assumed he was because, you know, he's Gracie Network and why wouldn't he be a Brazilian guy as his manager? Turns out Mike wasn't Brazilian. I met him a couple months later, actually a couple weeks later. Um, he's, he turned out to be a really good friend. He's Hoist's manager, and he was my introduction into jiu-jitsu. He was a blue belt at the time. Mm. So what they did was they would host these, these, um, these introductory seminars and have one of their blue belts come up or a brambo or purple belt. But at the time, it was really like Mike and Hoist just starting out. Right. Um, so I got in, in the Hoist Gracie Network in the beginning, I think I was like one of, of 20 associations or networks at the time, you know? And that was around 2005 or six? No, that was actually 
June of 2002. 2002. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so Mike Hogan came up and he did a seminar and, uh, you know, I had a bunch of students. I think we had like 20 or 30 students on the mat or, or, or Kung Fu and kickboxing students. And um, Mike did the seminar and we, uh, we became great friends, like right away hit it off. Um, he lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Hoist would, you know, stop to, at his house and do seminars all over the place and travel around. So this was June of, of 2002 that Mike came up and did the seminar. Um, so this would make it your 20-year anniversary yeah. anniversary of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practice. Yep, 20 years. Time okay. flies, right? Yeah, all right. So, so anyway, came up, did the seminar, hit it off. Hoist used to, to what was since Mike was Hoist's manager, Hoist spent a lot of time in the U.S., uh, uh, not in the U.S., but but in, in that part of, uh, of, uh, of the country, you know, doing seminars and kind of popping out from there. So Mike invited me down um, to hang out with him and Hoist and go around to seminars. And, man, I just, I got to meet my idol. You know, it was, it was, it was surreal because I watched him in 93, fighting in the UFC. Yeah. And I said to myself, I want to train with that guy one day and wind up meeting him through this association, through this magazine that came in trade industry magazine, did a little due diligence, made some phone calls, got into the association, and I actually started unofficially teaching classes as a white belt. And I wasn't allowed to say teaching, so we kind of had a club for the first few months until I got rank. Um, and we were on the mat like every day doing morning, evening classes, training in the afternoon, and within the first a uh, few months, I was I was I was doing you know my thing as as a as a, as a white belt, and I, at that time I didn't have any kids, and and uh, I was able to travel and follow voice around the country, and two months later, in August, Hoist was fighting in Pride. Right. So Mike invited me out, and I flew out to Japan, and that's when I officially first met Hoist. So I met Hoist in Japan at Pride introduced myself to him because Mike Hogan wasn't able to get in the country with some visa issues, this and that. So I flew out to Japan thinking I would meet my buddy to get introduced to Hoist officially being in wow. the network. And um, <laughs> it didn't happen like that, but it was awesome, man. It was awesome. I met Hoist. Uh, I got to see fighters I've been watching on TV and Pride. And it was just, I, I've had some incredible experiences through martial arts. And, you know, this is another example of how, like, jiu-jitsu just formulates your life man you know it just it, the experiences are just amazing i have so many great stories and, and and when i say stories i don't mean hype stories i mean like like events that made a difference and made a memory that i just can't forget yeah. you know so to me it's like i'm telling you a story but to me it's part of my life it's an experience like this this trip going to japan meeting hoist there to fight and it's just it was one insane. Of the many small examples or big examples of how you know jujitsu can can have an impact on on not just who you are but what you do. Exactly where you wind yeah, up. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what um what would you say was your biggest obstacle to overcome on your path to being you know 
a, 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 a now a seasoned black belt, but throughout the whole process, what would you say? You know, you had to work the most on, or you had to focus energy on, or like, is there, or you know, even if it was just, you know, battling injuries or, or you know, or or age, but like, what, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you tell someone? You know, like this is from my experience, this is jujitsu is one of the hardest things I've done in my life. And this I've, challenge, and I've and I've done a lot of hard things, I think, but but it's it's. It's beyond physically challenging. It's also very, I think, one of the more mentally challenging um, things you could you could do because not only do you need to make decisions and 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 base things on instinct and reaction, but you also need to be physically capable of executing those things. Which is so you know for me as a as as a, as a beginner, it, I, you know I, I was I got cooked a lot. And I think your experiences were different, um, but but you know, was there something that you can think of that you really had to kind of overcome? So many things, man. Um, I have had several injuries um, just due to to my career as a martial artist. You know, teaching every day like I, I I've been going hard at this game for for a long time um, from the time I started my, my first school was a kung fu school you know we did like 6 a.m. classes and then we do uh, um, morning classes for students and then we have afternoon workouts for training for the instructors and then we have evening classes then we stay after we spar I mean this is in my 20s this is what you do when you're 20 years old yeah, you, something. Sure. you have you know energy for days um, one thing, one of my biggest challenges throughout my, my entire career is like knowing how to rest, um, not really being able to take the time off. Like if you're a student and you get injured, you know, your instructor tells you, like, rest your body, take your time, you know, come back when you're ready. As an instructor, and that's your business and being a business owner, um, you have to be on the mat. You don't have that luxury. You don't have the luxury of taking time off, as much time off as you need, you know. Um, and I don't say this to, to, to scare people away because most of the injuries that, that, that you sustain in jiu-jitsu are, are minor injuries, minor tweaks and things like that. But it's a contact sport, you know, and, and, and things do happen. And, and if, if you did jiu-jitsu the way jiu-jitsu was developed, you start doing jiu-jitsu from the womb. Right. You're playing jiu-jitsu, you're playing games, you're moving around, your body's acclimated to, to this stuff. And then by the time you're a teenager, you super limber, super, your body just develops into it. And then as an adult, you have this lifestyle. If, uh, if you know anything about jujitsu and like the Gracie diet and the food combining, like if you live that way and you train that way your entire life, you have minimal injuries. Unless you go into becoming a fighter and right. you, it's unavoidable. Right. But if you just train and practice jujitsu from like the way I'm raising my son, my son's four, and we play jujitsu all the time. He doesn't even know it. He's been playing jujitsu since he was a baby. Yeah, same with mine. Right. They crawl around. I block one way with my arm, and he has to work his way out. He'll scream. I say, I don't scream. Just put your head under. Move your arm. And he goes under, and, mm -hmm. and he doesn't even know it, but he's been learning jujitsu. Yeah, I've been putting my son in guard since he was born. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he knows how to pass the guard pretty well now, right? <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, the, one of my biggest challenges was 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 learning how to rest, learning how to incorporate um, weightlifting and things like that, which I don't love to do. I don't love lifting weights. This is one of the reasons why I like martial arts. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, martial arts to me has always been, especially jujitsu, has always been like the superpower, the super boost, the turbo on martial arts because. I've always been a tall, long, skinny, lanky body type. I've never been, you know, I'm never gonna be big, powerful, strong guy that that has the strength or the size to even intimidate. And that was, that's always been part of my my lack of confidence, you know, as a person, as a human, which is what made jujitsu so appealing to me. Seeing that a a a smaller, you know, technically weaker person, like I can't bench press more than you. But I can control you and squeeze you. I know how to, I know how to use the body and how to use jujitsu to make you make you think that I weigh 250 pounds when I grab you, right? You know, and control you. So that's what I love about the art of jujitsu. And um, yeah, man, it's just really navigating injuries and cross training, putting it all together. And yeah, you, like you said, I've been doing jujitsu. It's gonna be 20 years in in uh, in, 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 in no time. And the jiu-jitsu game has changed. You know, our science changed. I mean, information's yeah. changed. The, the yeah, yeah. I mean, that, well, you know, the the access. Speaking of the the accessibility of information, and for for people to, you know, uh, put their style out there for everyone else to see and to learn from, and and you know, obviously, it, it, it's constantly ever evolving, and and that's you know, that's sort of one of the. Um, Great things that I've I've noticed in our classes these days is like there's there's still an evolution from where we started, um, you know I wasn't there from the very beginning but shortly thereafter, and and the evolution's been really amazing to see and to be a part of which which is actually going to bring me to my like last and very big question before I turn off this recording and and see if it sounds any good mm-hmm. uh, is. <laughs> Okay, so I, we, we, you started a new chapter, and in many ways, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, maybe you don't see it, but I see it as a, as a huge milestone. Uh, 20 years, uh, new, new brand, uh, new strategy, uh, you're, you're, you're not where you clearly, much more experienced. Um, where do you see your where do you see where do you see it going in five years where do you see how do you see the school how do you how, how do you see how do you see things structured what, what's your what's your vision I want to I want to answer that in, in, in two parts and and the first part is I don't want to skip over or avoid brown belt to black belt in my life because part of what you just said, the evolution and the change and what you've seen, what you've experienced is because of what happened from brown belt to black belt, all right? So up till brown belt, I trained under hoist. Um, <laughs> my good buddy, Jeff Gordon, man, Professor Jeff, I love that guy. He, he, is, he, is, he is one of my best friends, man. I talk to him every day, and we never, ever get tired of checking on each other and talking about jiu-jitsu and life and things like that. But um, Professor Jeff and I met through, through Hoist and in the, the, the Gracie Net, Hoist Gracie Network. And um, Jeff moved on 
he went to Pedro Sauer for a while, and who was a black belt under Hickson, right? And then he met this guy who's, uh, I think he met Professor Tony Passos when Tony was uh, a, a purple or brown belt, Jeff said. I think it was a brown belt. And um, he just told me how good this guy was. And then Tony went on and got his black belt. So Tony Passos got his black belt from De La Hiva and came here, started teaching seminars, I believe, and then you know, opened up his academy and then started trying out these beasts. And, and Jeff luckily met him and did a private with him. And Jeff was telling me how great you know, Professor Tony was for years, but you know, I'm a very loyal person and, and it was very uncomfortable for me to think about change, right? And, and, and going to change teachers when, like, for me, Hoist was like my hero, man. You know, when, when, when I started Jiu-Jitsu, the reason I started Jiu-Jitsu was because of Hoist Gracie. And well, like I said, we're the same size, same weight. There was just so many things. <clears throat> I gotta take a sip of my, uh, my drink. <laughs> All right. So at Brown Belt, I was supposed to shortly, you know, test my black belt. And man, I just, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't understand jujitsu enough to even consider myself. Not that you're supposed to, the decision isn't up to me. Um, and it shouldn't be up to you to decide on when you think you should be the next belt. But I just really, as, especially as an instructor, and, and, and when I started jujitsu, the only black belts that I knew were like black belts in Brazil and, and, right. and you know, so to me, I just, I just knew I didn't know enough and I didn't understand enough. And it wasn't about the moves and techniques. It was about being able to answer questions or, or, or understand the connection or, or, or just the positions better and understanding how to correct and how to teach. I just didn't feel like, like I, was, I was ready for the black belt, man. And again, like I said, you're not supposed to feel that way your teacher's supposed to tell you, but I wound up going and training Tony Passos. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. And um, when I went down there, I went down to Sterling, Virginia, this little, you know, little tiny pocket, and I just was amazed at the level of jujitsu from white belt to black belt, Tony's presence, his ability to 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 teach the con I just it just I was just blown away. So I started training with Tony and um, I kept going down to Virginia and he kept coming up every few months and I just had so much exposure to to a, a different style in conceptual teaching and training system because Tony has a very competitive gym. Um, you know, he coaches some of, some of the, 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 the biggest names out there. He has, he's very goal oriented and every goal that he's set to, to get, you know, uh, an associated and become a sister school to Atos and Andre Gavon, develop a relationship with these guys and the things that he's done help steer our jiu-jitsu in a different direction. So I started with traditional Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, like Valley Tudo style, MMA style Jiu-Jitsu in the self-defense. Um, from there, transitioning to, to, to train with Tony for several years and, and being able to earn my black belt, um, it changed our ability to move and understand movement by mechanics and training and up the ante. So yep. it's just now we have this beautiful blend of Jiu-Jitsu, which is what I like to teach. I, I like to be able to, to address 
you know, certain positions understand like the sport aspect of jujitsu, but stick to the traditional values of jujitsu and merge them together. Because I, I know how to strike. I like striking. Um, I love sport jujitsu. I love traditional jujitsu. I love martial arts, and that's what we do in our classes, man. I think I think we get a really great flow of class and understand technique and with great people like you that show up and you know so you think that you're gonna you know in in going back to you think the future for you is to not is is, do you think it it will it will be creating your your you know your own philosophies your own teaching methodologies do like is the future in your teaching, obviously, it's it's a combination of things that have developed you throughout the years in your past and your lineage, so to speak. But do you think that now it's your time to sort of, you know, take in all these things and 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 start a new, you know, sort of like Brandon Durham umbrella of jujitsu? Concepts? I think that every academy, every instructor has their own style of jiu-jitsu, right? In in a sense. And I don't wanna I don't wanna say it like if you get your black belt and you go open up your own academy, right, that you're gonna have a different way of doing jujitsu than what you've learned from me and, and from from you know the guys that you started with. <laughs> in Brooklyn Jiu-Jitsu, but I have my own experiences and I have enough understanding of, of Jiu-Jitsu and martial arts to be able to make certain adjustments in certain positions, but I don't want to make up a new style of Jiu-Jitsu. I just... No, not a new style. I mean, a new... Um, a new... Like, I'm noticing... So, so I'm noticing in, in, in the way that you're... you're, you're and the way that you're teaching now is different in the way that you were teaching um, prior. When you when you were teaching prior, it was. Um, <laughs> I can answer that question easy, bro. Yeah, it's because I'm gonna be fifty in a couple of days. I'm, old, <laughs> I'm, old, I'm older, man. I that honestly, the year and a half off. Yeah, I'm not in the same shape as I was last year. I've been right. sitting around for a year. I haven't, right. you know, as active as I've tried to be during during the, the lockdown. It's just not the same. I haven't been training, and you know, my body's gotten tighter. It, it, we've been back on the mat for what 10, 11 weeks now. I'm just starting to feel like better. I know it's gonna take a couple. I'm fifty five zero on <laughs> September fourth, and I don't think it and I you know my body may not necessarily reflect it also but I have a lot of, of mileage you know on my joints I've been you know throwing hard kicks and punches and sparring for years and and doing jiu-jitsu for years and like I said I've had you know a, a couple injuries and meniscus ACL this and that collateral ligament you know a couple things here and there and it's not necessarily because I was doing jiu-jitsu. It's just because I've been an active athlete in my 40s. You know, none of those injuries, none of those things happened until I was, I was much older. And again, you know, my week as a martial artist is training and teaching every day, five, six, sometimes seven days a week, doing private lessons and or, you know, going to a seminar. So 
you don't necessarily have to expect to go through the same, you know, trials. And that's part of my teaching concept now. Like you said, you've seen a change because I'm trying to, to, to be a wiser man and a better teacher so you guys can avoid those mistakes. Um, and for me, as, as, as a 50-year-old practitioner and not just a sideline coach, I like to be able to do what I, I teach I can't, I can't do inverted jujitsu and upside down stuff with my back and neck, but I can practice really good concepts on, on top game and you know play the guard to get back to a position where I'm not jeopardizing myself being stacked. And, and when I, it comes to teaching class, that's how I teach class. I look at, at what we need to learn as a group, what you guys need to work on, and then we work on it, but we work on it from, from I think, a, a better, safer place. We're not... 20 year olds and I'm not coaching for, for 20 year olds and not to say we have 20 year olds in class that, that can barely hang with the 45 year olds true why because the 45 year olds have good jujitsu there you go yeah that's the point yeah so you know you, you when you come in to learn jujitsu from us you're learning body mechanics, you're learning concepts, you're learning how to drill, you're learning how to move in a, a, a very progressive, you know, safe way. Um, where especially for, for beginners, you know, you're gonna get enough resistance that you understand how to take advantage of, of, of people's imbalances and, and all the things that we do and all the positions that we play, but you're gonna do it in a way that is, is comfortable for you but you feel the reality of it. And I think that is very addictive to people when they feel like the empowerment that they can get through Control. jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I think one of the, you know, hardest things that uh, people have to overcome is this, uh, uh, I guess it's, it's a subconscious effort to put, you know, 100% into every move or every drill and, and actually the way that you know we structure classes is is, is many times I'm, I'm, we train for two two and a half hours and, and we're moving the entire time right we do not stop moving uh if we do it's to really dissect and learn something um but but then we're right back into it um and i think i think you know i i, I you know for me I, I think i get more out of moving and practicing and moving and practicing for two to two and a half hours per class rather than if I was going to go and roll for 60 minutes straight. Mm. So, and, and I think in some ways, you know, again, um, I think when, you, you know, as opposed to, I think when, when, when rolling is, is a, is a, is a imperative part of the sport, you can't, disassociate you can't not roll right but I think what people have to you know or, or what we have to remember is you know the, the, to, to start teaching people how to roll yes there's a big difference in rolling and how you teach you think teaching rolling is is maybe something that's overlooked and I've noticed that in in recently that's something that you've introduced I don't know if you want to like elaborate on 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 that, but yeah, and and let's tie it all together because that that will answer your question on where I see the school in the next five years. Right? Yeah. 
So what, what I see in the next five years is, is Core Academy. And, and I came up with the name Core Academy because the core of jiu-jitsu it is the basics. It's the fundamentals. It's it's the body mechanics, right? It's 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 the concepts, right? The core. If you can't shrimp or if you can't do arm unders and work your core properly, you're gonna have a real hard time doing hip bump sweeps and, and everything and everything, right? So we work everything into our system in a way that that you know, with your partner, when you're training with your partner, if they're playing offense and you're playing defense, you both are getting something out of it. And then we don't do counts, man. We do time drills. So maybe what we'll, we'll, for me as a teacher, as a coach, I'll designate four or five minutes of the drill and tell you guys to, you know, make sure you keep switching back and forth every few rotations. This way I can go around and make corrections or, or adjustments. And then you get the flow. You get to start, you know, the, you break the sweat and, and you keep moving and stuff. So I want everyone that comes through Core Academy to understand the core values of jiu-jitsu, the mindset, um, the fact that everyone can be good in jiu-jitsu no matter what your body type is, what your personality is, right? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you listen to, like, like what Hoist would say, what Hickson would say, what, like, like Tony would say, and, and I mentioned those, those guys specifically because, like, those guys are all such masters of the art of jiu-jitsu especially in their own way um but they all say the same things man it's like you have to learn how to how to pull when being pushed and in right angles and this and that so what i take from that and what i want to give back is my experiences with all those instructors all those black belts all the different types of jiu-jitsu bring them into our core academy. The foundation of jiu-jitsu is body mechanics, is like movement and breathing and, and you know, being in good enough shape that you can survive and then build it into an academy that has a, 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 an intermediate advanced class where you will be rolling more, but you're not rolling till you're ready. Um, really focus on, on self-defense and, and teaching people how to deal with strikes and not just pulling guard and right. thinking about jiu-jitsu, you know, on the concrete versus the mats is a very different game. Um, Practical jujitsu, sport jujitsu, theoretical jujitsu. Right. It's all great jujitsu. It's all great. It's, yeah, it's yeah, time yeah. and place for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like I like to to, to differentiate that stuff in class. Right. You know, and, yeah. and I understand enough about the differences of them all to to point them out. To point them out. You know. So yeah, that that's that's what I want, man. Core Academy. Core foundations, you know, great core people. Uh, just everyone makes class better because we have such great people, and everyone's there to learn. And I just love to teach. And my goal is to develop, you know, guys like you. Because I don't know if you realize this, but like you're becoming a coach every time you come to class. Yeah, sometimes started feeling it more recently, but because like, we have new people, that's why we yeah. have brand new people. Yeah and less, more experienced people on the mat. Because back in the days when, when we had the old academy, if we'd have 20 people on the mat and two or three new people came in, you may not work with a new person that day. Right, right. But now, you because to. you have to. Because yeah. yeah. I only have four or five <laughs> of my old guys in, and we have so many new white belts on the mat yeah. that I, I, you guys are forced to be coaching, which is reinforcing your jujitsu. And I listen to you, and I make corrections when I have to, but you guys know this, the system well enough. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it, you know, it's 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 repetition and it's it's years of years of uh, uh, knowledge that you have to be able to regurgitate at times, or else, you know, the 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 the, the team doesn't get better altogether. My my goal is to develop coaches, man, and and be able to have people that can articulate jujitsu um, well enough so that when they speak about it to their friends, um, hopefully they can create more interest. And if more people are doing jujitsu, man, it's just, it just it makes life better. So to, to like to tie this whole thing up, this is like uh, motion. I just sitting here. Shooting the shooting the the breeze right <laughs> and uh, keep it clean G rated, but um, we just want to talk about jujitsu. We had a plan to go for like five minutes, five minutes for, for new people. Just, I don't know how long we went, but I, I you know yep. I think it's it's cool in in for you know from my perspective to be able to you know talk to Brandon not just you know as an instructor but also how he feels about the 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 practice of jujitsu and then for myself to keep motivated because I'm not done. I've got the rest of my life to train. I've dealt with a fair amount of like battles as a 43 year old guy with injuries and surgeries and from jujitsu and from mostly from life and my desire to abuse my body in more ways than one and snowboarding and surfing and Glass fabrication and welding, and so I, I, I uh, you know, for me, this is this is exciting, and I hope like you know we'll do this a few times, and who knows where it'll go. We'll, we'll put it out there, and and uh, but uh, you know, if you are hearing this, then you know, come check us out. Yeah, at Core yeah. Academy Brazilian Jiu Jitsu dot com. That's right. Uh, no, no, Core, core Academy, Academy BJJ dot com. Yeah. Core Academy, Academy um, Yeah, this was like if this is someone new that that is is thinking about coming down to our academy. Um, I hope this inspired you to want to come learn jujitsu with us, or wherever you are, go learn jujitsu. Um, and for the people that have been training for a while uh, with us that maybe didn't know that some, we're up and running again, yeah, man. Yeah, we're back. Uh, come down, you know. Hopefully, we'll see you guys on the mat. And all I can say is. Uh, most thanks, man. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah. I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna we'll, we'll, we're gonna do this again. Yeah, if we keep doing it. Hopefully, it'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Peace. Sign out. <laughs>